0: excited to be here with jeff davidson today we're talking about 21 secrets of longevity let's get to this because i'm in a hurry to find out how we get more longevity in our life what do you have to say work-life balance expert
1: longevity researchers are uncovering the secret to a long and healthy life you don't have to be 80 90 or 100 to be an authority on longevity, you can simply look at what's been uncovered on the topic and that will give you all the clues and cues that you need to perhaps extend your lifespan, certainly by a few years, but maybe, just maybe, by decades. We're gonna look at longevity from the standpoint of three different areas. One will be the focus that you have in your life. Another will be the consumption. In other words, what you actually eat and consume and a third will be the choices that you make. Each of these three subject matter areas, focus, consumption, and choices contain seven tips, seven observations, seven things you will probably want to know. And when we're done with the 21 tips altogether, we'll discuss a couple of the notions that people have regarding longevity that prove not to be true. In other words, people think that doing XYZ will get them a couple more years, and I'll explain why that's probably not the case. So let's launch right into the first seven observations, tips, and perspectives on focus. Number one, and this is big, Expect to live a long time. If you expect to live a long time, you begin to align your life in ways that accommodate that expectation. Do you not?
0: I like that. I think that perspective, I've read many articles, some of yours, about positivity, outlook. So I'm buying into that so far.
1: Absolutely. The expectation of living a long life will guide you in little ways when you go to the supermarket, when you take vitamins, when you eat, when you don't eat, when you exercise and so forth. So that's number one. Number two, choose an age which you will exceed. If you say, I want to make it till 90, that's not bad, but it's even better to say, I intend to make it past 90. Therefore, Your possibility of reaching 90 goes up, even if incrementally. (laughs) I will change my language then. Change your language, right. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams both died on July the 4th, 1826. And there's a reason for that. That was the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. They both held on to that date. You can't look at it any other way. And so we can make choices regarding our longevity. Number three, develop sound sleep habits. 10 to 6, 11 to 7, 8 hours is what the typical adult needs. The body craves regularity and in sleep in particular. If you're going to bed at 1 or 2 in the morning because you think that, hey, I can sleep a little later, Uh, later that morning you can you can get away with that in the short term but in the long term regular hours getting to bed regular hours getting up will be the soundest route to a longer and happier life and indeed Dr. William C. Dement who was the founder of the Stanford University Center for Sleep Research he found in his studies that sound sleep habits proved to be the number one predictor of longevity. So it clearly is in our first seven in terms of our personal focus. Number four, stay fit. Regular exercise works best. Regular exercise helps to minimize stress. Minimizing stress is a big deal on the path to longevity. Group sports are fine, individual sports are fine. Wherever you happen to live, you can find a way to exercise on a continual basis. Even if you're in a high rise in the big city, there's probably a gym in your building or within a block. You can walk early in the morning before the cars and the fumes begin to accumulate. You can buy a stationary bike. So many options today for staying in shape. No excuses
0: not to. And more is not always better in terms of, of exercise. They well, that, say, they, I just read an article where it says you don't have to do 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 steps necessarily, but that consistency is a key there.
1: Consistency is great, and exercising hard every day is not recommended. You need a day off every fourth or fifth day. Your body wants to repair itself. I have friends that exercise around the clock and I keep trying to convince them that they'd be better off if they drop it back 10 or 15 percent. Number five, meditate, practice yoga or have some other form of mental and emotional release. Much has been written and much has been said on this topic so I won't belabor it, but meditation or yoga or even prayer makes a difference. It helps people to slow down. It helps them to regain control of their breath. Uh, lung capacity happens to be a great predictor of longevity. Those people that can stay underwater for long amounts of time—they're they're benefited. Number six: See a doctor when you suspect something is wrong, not months later. Hmm. So, for many years, certainly in the United States, women had a greater propensity to see a doctor when something was suspected to be wrong than men had. And that, believe it or not, accounted for the greater longevity. Gave them two or three years on average. Now that men have some of the same propensities to go see a doctor, and women unfortunately have adopted some of the bad habits of men, the longevity, the lifespans for men and women, predictably is now closer, the gap is is Mm -hmm. narrowing. But in any case, see a doctor earlier rather than later. It's to your benefit. Number seven, to finish out our first seven in the overall area of personal focus is have compassion love a satisfying sex life pursue your passions this is all to the good this is all helpful for the long run you read about people in the paper who have been married 40 50 60 years it's all advantageous to have the same partner for that length of time we can't all do it But when you do have that situation, it's to your advantage. So there you have it. The first of 21 factors, expect to live a long time, choose an age which you will exceed, develop sound sleep habits, stay fit, which helps to minimize stress, meditate or practice yoga, see a doctor sooner rather than later, and have compassion, love, and an active sex life. So we turn now to our middle seven on the path to longevity. Our middle seven tips fall into the area of consumption. So number eight is eat at least two balanced meals daily. Now, I used to say three, but who does that anymore? Try to get two done and you'll be fine. Greens, beans, and berries will do you well. Whole grains, nuts, potatoes, legumes... Moderate alcohol, one or two glasses of wine is fine. More than that, well, maybe not so fine. Number nine, remain within 8% of your high school weight. Now, when I deliver this particular speech in person, I can see the grimaces on the faces of the people in the audience when I say to stay within 8% of your high school weight. So if you were a 100-pound woman in high school, even 20 years later, 108 is about it. If you were a 200-pound man, 216 is about it. When people say, that sounds kind of draconian, that sounds difficult. Actually, it's not. Actually, if you'll do some kind of exercise a few times a week with the rest that we discuss some days off, If you'll give up the carbonated drinks, the uh, high fructose corn syrup that's added to so many items today and some of the other additives and preservatives which do no good for you and actually make you retain water and maybe even add to your overall sluggishness, remaining within 8% of your high school weight is entirely possible if it's been a long time since you've been that close and you've been off the trail, just strive for one pound a week reduction. It can be done. Anybody can do one pound a week, not huge. Brings us to number 10, avoid yo-yo dieting. So in the one case, you want to lose a pound a week if that's your target. But what happens when you're a yo-yo dieter?
0: You know, I've even had friends that have taken shots, whether it's B or this or that, or gone on. Even some of the more popular diets today can be used as fads. The Paleos, the others. You want to have something that's sustainable. I think you already covered that. Beans, legumes, whole grains, berries, vegetables.
1: What happens when you practice yo yo dieting? And here we're talking about going up 80 to 100 pounds, coming Ooh. down 80 to 100. puts a tremendous strain on your organs. There are actors who, for their various roles, have gone up 40, 50 pounds and then come back down. Matthew McConaughey did it in the Dallas Buyers Club. Robert De Niro did it in Raging Bull. Tom Hanks did it in Castaway. They were up, they were down for the role but you can't have that as a continuing life habit of going up and going down your organs can't take it, it raises the odds actually of sudden cardiac death by 3 times wow all right number 11 adopt a calorie restricted diet if you can and Pretty much nobody can do this, but I had to list it (laughs) for purposes of completeness. Studies at UCLA and other universities have shown that by restricting your average daily calorie intake by 30%, let's say you normally consume 3,000 calories a day, you drop it down to 2,100 calories per day, you will live far longer than otherwise. But the question is, who can do that? And the answer is next to nobody. However, if for the handful of listeners out there who can do that, calorie restriction works as well as anything you will hear on this session. Number 12, retain your teeth. Each tooth matters. Your ability to chew and break down foods aids in digestion and absorption and all the great things that happen in your body once the food enters your stomach and if you don't have all of your teeth and if you're missing a lot of your teeth and you're not breaking down the food sufficiently that actually in the long run impacts your lifespan studies are conclusive about this so pay the dentist get the tooth fixed get whatever crowns caps w- that you need because it makes a difference also when your teeth are fixed and your smile is the best that it can be it helps to maintain the bone structure of your face and you look better as you age so there's an added bonus there thirteen stay hydrated to put that in the simplest terms drink a lot of water <laughs> drink water all day long constant sips is best rather than big gulps but either way you take the water is fine more fruit is to your advantage less salty snacks i think everybody knows that but how often do we keep that at the forefront cut up the carrots cut up the celery cut up the cucumbers keep them in the fridge And then when you're going for something crunchy, grab one of those. If you want to dip it in peanut butter or hummus or whatever, fine. It's an excellent combo. That beats grabbing chips or whatever by an infinite number.
0: It's just too tempting today. Everything in the store is made so that you are almost become addicted or go to it. But the basic basic stuff is the best. Well the
1: stores today from Whole Foods to Fresh Market to the major supermarkets and so forth carry an array of chips unlike anything people would have imagined 30 or 40 years ago. There are some aisles and some markets where the entire aisle, and here we're talking more than 40 or 50 feet long, are completely filled with chips. And why? Because the chip makers have very sophisticated research capabilities and they know how to create a chip that on a grid of all chips available might be a little less salty, a little more tangy, a little crisper, a little this, a little that. So they can position their chip expertly to the point where you will have a unique taste and a unique feel to you so that if you buy it once and you like it, you will ignore another or many other types of chips for this particular chip. They've got it down to a science. For our part, we want to go with the healthy, crunchy snack. Last in our area of consumption is don't smoke. Needs no further elaboration, mm-hmm. but I will add this. Also avoid charboiled foods
0: Mm.
1: because charbroiled foods have as much carcinogens or as much carcinogen content as smoking does. So there you have it. The second seven of our 21 factors all under the major area of consumption, they are eat at least two balanced meals daily, stay within 8% of your high school weight Avoid yo-yo dieting. If you can, adopt a calorie-restricted diet. Retain your teeth, remain hydrated, and don't smoke. That brings us to the last of our seven. These fall under the category of choices, choices that we make. The first I've kind of touched on, number 15, is get and stay married. All of the data shows that long-term marriage partners pretty much outlive everyone else. That says it all. 16 related to 15, maintain an active social life with good friends. This is vital and we're not talking here about friends on social media. We're talking about friends in person. Uh, Once-a-week card game, once-a-week bowling, once-a-week or more pickleball, once-a-week hiking, or more. Just the desire to see your friends is helpful overall in terms of maintaining your longevity. 17. Benefit from the presence of pets. It has been demonstrated scientifically that pets help you to reduce stress the dog that looks forward to seeing you when you come home the cat that might seem aloof but really appreciates (laughs) all you do pets have a way of calming us down Mm -hmm. and increasingly today people are recognizing that they're they're making pets a full-fledged member of the family and that's okay that that's quite okay Maybe pets aren't for you, but we have so many tips and observations here that the other
0: things will work. The elderly, uh, uh, veterans, we've seen the benefits to that. Kids, people that are sick or uh, have special needs. So I I agree with that.
1: Eighteen, associate with a worthy cause. Now, in this case, again, it's more than just writing a check and sending them money. If you associate with a worthy cause in an active way, in other words, maybe you volunteer, maybe you are the newsletter editor, maybe you're the greeter at the uh, desk during the um, live events that they have, and so on, then that cause becomes something you look forward to. Maybe it's a weekly, every other week, monthly event, and that That'll keep you going for a long time. There are people who've been volunteers, you know, with the American Cancer Society or the Heart Fund or whatever, and have been involved for, you know, 10, 20, 15, 30, 8, 6, any, any odd number of years. And it makes a difference long term. Number 19, reside in a heartier climate rather than a warmer climate. Now this is a personal choice and I don't expect many people listening to get up and move as a result of hearing that a hardier climate will help them to live a couple years more but if you have the opportunity if you have a vacation home up in the mountains or at the beach or whatever the hardier climate all other things considered yields a longer lifespan than a warmer climate. And if you look at populations around the world, this is completely true. Now, cold showers and ice bathing, yeah, that could work for some. It's not for me, but (laughs) it could help. Uh, The harder your climate helps you to build immunity all along.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, something we don't even think about. All right, number 20. Keep making future plans, which goes, with, uh, goes along with the other choices we've been discussing here in this third segment. When you keep making future plans, you keep looking forward to what's coming up, that keeps you going. If you've got a cruise book for 18 months from now, or a family reunion two years from now, or a high school reunion three years from now, and you're looking forward to it, it's all to the good you look forward to those things 21 choose your parents well oh (laughs) yeah okay so that's an after the fact but heredity factors are helpful but here's great news which most people are not aware of which most people are not aware your heredity factor is only worth 20 or 30 percent of your long-term predictability. It's not open and shut.
0: You're not resigned to a negative fate necessarily. That's right.
1: Jimmy Carter has lived a long time. His brother Billy did not. Uh, the Wright brothers, one Wilbur died at about um, 1912. Mm-hmm. Orville went to 1945. So longevity counts but not as much as you would think a healthy lifestyle actually overrides genetic predispos- predispositions for many ailments you might encounter all right so there you have it the third group of seven of our 21 factors for longevity get and stay married maintain an active social life benefit from the presence of pets Associate with a worthy cause. Reside in a hardy climate. Keep making future plans. Choose your parents well, but no regrets if the hereditary factors are not all you wish that they might have been. All right, now just a moment to discuss suspected longevity factors because people are always asking about these. First, we'll start with three or four that on a micro level might be helpful, but a macro level, the data is not there. Religion, prayer, and forgiveness. People say, hey, if I'm very religious, I pray a lot. Won't that help? On a micro level, probably yes, will reduce stress. On a macro level, the countries around the earth with the highest percentage of devout uh, religious citizens actually have the lowest lifespans so micro yes macro no alcohol or absence absence of alcohol on a micro level it might make a difference for some people that glass of wine is a stress reducer for others it's a stress increaser for some people no alcohol works great on a macro level the more you drink the sooner you die
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: all right one other The Asian diet, the Mediterranean diet, this diet, that diet, on a micro level it could work depending on your physiology. On a macro level, it tends not to matter. Alright, a second set. Possibly longevity factors because they help to reduce stress. So these are possible. Positive thinking, it's possible. Um, Maintaining peace of mind, possible. Working at a job you enjoy. A lot of people cite that, but hey, a lot of people live a long time at jobs they don't enjoy because for many reasons they develop immunity, resistance, and all the other things that help with a long lifespan. So working at a job you enjoy on balance is probably to the good. Another one, maintaining a youthful or positive outlook. Possibly, possibly,
0: But I think some of those tie in
1: to the themes you've already hit. Correct. All right, now here's one that are likely, regardless of who you are and what you do. If you live in a smog-free environment, that is helpful because smog itself means there are particulates in the air. They get into your lungs. They're lodged there. And for many people, that's it. They're there for a lifetime education and appropriate action the higher your education all other things considered yeah probably the longer you will live it's no guarantee but it's to your advantage the phd lives longer than the high school graduate on average yeah perhaps however there's lots of things the high school graduate can do to be on the same level as the phd from a longevity standpoint, and of course, having an enjoyable job. All right, two reflections in closing. Thomas Kempis once said, Oh, that we had spent one day in this world thoroughly well. Each day is an eternity, never mind 70, 80, 90 years. Each day, if you approach it correctly, yields a huge amount of time. And last, Abraham Lincoln. In the end, it is not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your
0: years. I like that. Thank you, Jeff Davidson.